Hey everyone, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida and uh, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. You can see myself and the other two elves here all dressed appropriately in our Steelers caps as uh, Santa will be coming down the chimney in just a few Much more better. nights here, kids. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. Let's get right to it. Uh, as of course, we always do. What are you drinking, Ian? I am drinking Bradshaw bourbon because we won <laughs> and it is delicious. Terry Bradshaw makes a damn fine bourbon, yes. And uh, uh, as we we talked about last yeah. week, also a new rye version of that as well for the yes. uh, rye lover. And uh, Ben, what are you uh, imbibing? I am uh, I'm drinking a Ecliptic, uh Hazy IPA, and I'm deciding what kind of whiskey I'm going to have right now. Um, I think I'm going to do Broken Top. You, you can tell by, the, if you're watching on, on the uh, audio, or excuse me, on the video feed, you, you can clearly see that Ben must have his entire collection of whiskey to his left. Because he was Not taking the entire his time. collection, but I yeah. got a few bottles right here. Excellent. Excellent. Ben yeah, literally uh, just podcasts from his home bar. It's home bar. Why not? I mean, yeah. I just I set it over here so that I could, you know. Yeah, pick. I, I, I'm starting to do that as well. You'll never know here. what I'm going to be in the mood for. I've got some uh, uh, eggnog this evening with some Southern Comfort. Um, so going a little Southern festive, Comfort, a little festive. Uh, oh, don't worry, I've got Bradshaw bourbon over here, and plus I got the little fridge filled with uh, Yinglings. And uh, you mentioned the hazy IPA. I did pick up some Southern Tier. Uh, on my yeah, way out of town choice. Monday. And, Along with uh, that icy light mango. Uh, yeah. And by the way, a uh, little shout out to Mike. Uh, Mike throwing me under the bus. Apparently that's the thing to do now on social media. Where uh, you belong. Uh, yeah. Telling me that I brought home a stash of icy light mangoes. Uh, Mike, oh. uh, it's a wonderful beer, especially in the summer. Um, and I did see that Yingling has a mango. By the way, I see it. <laughs> yes, I know, uh, which I will be trying this summer uh, when I get my hands on it. But uh, no, no, Mike, I did well, not have any more mango uh, this weekend. And believe me, you weren't the only one to mention that as it got brought up <laughs> several times at the tailgate. Uh, all right, guys. Speaking the, uh, of the tailgate, you got a shout out to Rick. I, I do. Uh, let me let me do that first. Um so I have a number of people to thank here. Uh, my daughter made it to the Steelers game for her first time ever this past Sunday. Um, and so I want to thank uh, our good friend Craig, obviously, for hooking me up with the seats. Did Steel um, Daughter have a good time? She did. She did. She loved it. Um, she got full yinzered, um, not only at, at the tailgate, of course, um, but in the stands. We I swear I was in the middle of a Saturday Night Live skit. Somebody was going to, you know, come out and do a whole candid camera the way these guys were behind me. All li- I would put them all in their 60s, probably lifetime uh, season ticket holders, uh, you know, like, ah, Johnson's terrible. He can't even get to the market. What's wrong with this guy? You know, and then the other guy's yelling at Ben. Every time Ben drops back, ah, it's another five-yard pass. It's another five-yard pass. Get out of there, you bum. You know, all that kind of stuff. And and yeah. then when we – Let's go to Mason the- fucking Rudolph. That's right, a good exactly. idea. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and by the time we got the lead, they suddenly turned into much nicer individuals, but be that as it may. 
Um, and thank you to uh, to Rick Holman, of course, the Steelers fan, Hall of Famer. Um, he he, uh, we met up with him at the Renegade Tailgate, hosted by uh, Lenny and his wife Cindy, along with Whitney. And these people put on a wonderful spread, and they have more alcohol version, uh, excuse me, varieties in the back of their van than most of your local bars. Uh, nice TV setup, great food. Nice. Uh, my daughter had her first pierogi and and uh, everything there, and they were so welcoming. They treat you well, and uh, we just missed uh, Alex Highsmith's dad coming in. He came through as we were kind of leaving, and um, anyway. But then Rick, of course, uh, uh, used his uh, wonderful connections with the fine people of Ford, and got us down on the field during pregame warmups, to which I will be forever grateful. As will my daughter; she's a big, big, big fan of Chris Boswell, who uh, we saw many times. In fact, there were several moments when we thought we were going to have to hold her back. Um, we weren't sure if she was going to go try to hug him or not. And uh, the guy kept telling us, stay on the yellow line, stay on the yellow line. And finally she got the message. But anyway, so thank you very, Boswell's very much. Boswell's a, a much bigger kid than. He's than, a very big kid. Yeah, he's um, tall and skinny. He is. He's tall. And. His his football pants are not football pants, guys. Football they are shorts. biking shorts. Yeah, they are yeah. biking shorts. I saw that um, myself. I was and, like, and, okay. Oh, I mean, I think it's the trend. I think Tucker's are the same way in Baltimore, very similar. Um, but but we were very impressed with him during uh, the warmups. I mean, the guy's flexibility is ridiculous, um, as you would expect for a kicker. But man, he he was doing things. My groins was aching. Uh, just watching. Let's just put it that way. So thank you to all those folks. Um, and and you heard uh, it here it first, kids. Great. Yeah. Steel Dad's loins were aching. That's right. Uh, well, like Mike Tomlin says, Steel Dad has a groin. Um, you know, Chris Wormley has, has a groin this week. Who, who knew? Uh, yeah, geez. We'll get into all that. Uh, anyway, Steelers uh, pull out a big win, uh, and it was ugly, guys. It was very, very ugly. Um uh, a 1913 eh, win. Eh. Uh, well, 168 yards, I believe, of total offense. Um, yeah. The defense did what it needed to do in terms defense of defense allowed a lot of yards on the ground, yes. but they kept getting turnovers. Turnovers. That was the key. It it was. Um, Joe Hayden returned and and obviously had the play of the game with his huge tackle um, there yeah. at the end, and, and he also had that really wicked fumble recovery. Uh, did they rule it a fumble recovery or an interception? It was a fumble, fumble recovery. Fumble recovery. Okay, yeah. we weren't sure inside the stadium. Um, and, and you know, Minka had some big plays as well. Um, and, of course, I don't know what else you can say about T.J. Watt, the new uh, single-season sack record holder now for the Steelers. And, he needs and to he's get still five, more. He needs five to more. Five more. Five more. Five more. He beats Strahan. Um, and, and, I mean, I don't know – he got dinged up towards the end of that game. He did come back in. It looked like a stinger yeah. um, is what it looked yeah. like to me. But um, in, in any case, let's I, I want to talk about the offense first. Ian, hey, uh, one you, thing you were, real, real yeah, quick. Yeah. You mentioned that, that Minka made some some nice plays. I, I think Minka in particular, when you talk about tackling, has made nice plays all season. He's been a sure tackler. And it's, mm-hmm. it's bad when – your free safety leads your defense in tackles. It's yeah. a really, really bad sign. That's never that guy's good. 20 yards off the ball. He's supposed to be your last line of defense, and he should not be leading your fucking defense in tackles. And Minka is. And that's a testament not only to his ability to get up and stop plays, 
and diagnose them and get up and get, make sure there's no big gain, but also to the weakness of the front seven. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He should not be that guy. He, he's making those kinds of tackles like downhill linebackers are making. Yeah. You know, like you said, coming from 20 yards deep. That's ridiculous. Um, and speaking of yeah. linebackers, I, I know you wanted to go to the offense. But no, we'll get there. We'll get there because I'm going to stay with Minka for a minute. So go ahead. Yeah, there was there was no measurable difference with having Robert Spillane in there versus everyone else. You know, the last couple of weeks with Spillane out, people have been talking about, oh, well, if we only had Spillane, it wouldn't be so bad. So we wouldn't have to play Devin Bush. Like, no, what Spillane in there got beat Who said to the that? outside. People on Twitter, people on the radio, you people know. who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Actually, uh, even yeah. even even Keith Butler made reference to like wanting to play. I, I'm really glad too, to get the but... the physical Robert Spillane back. Uh, yeah. We talked about this last week. In order to be physical, you have to get in front of the ball carrier. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Robert Spillane beat... struggles there a little bit by comparison to the uh, the more athletic linebackers that play uh, for the Steelers, including Marcus bit. Allen. Yeah, yeah. I was say, a little bit like he constantly got beat on those outside zone runs that he just could not get out there. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and that correct was, me if I'm wrong, real quick, Ian. Wasn't Spillane in there more often for Schobert than he was with for Bush? Yeah. I saw him and Bush next to each other a lot more. I I agree. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and and actually, speaking of Marcus Allen, I thought their uh, you know alignment with the the four defensive linemen, and then I mean, if we're counting Allen as a defensive back, basically seven defensive backs, and they're kind of worked on third and long situations. It was, it was okay. a dime linebacker. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It, it worked they, out. I agree with you. He he had he had a nice stop. Um, I want to say midway to the fourth. Yeah, yeah, it was a short dump over the middle, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he got it, and they didn't convert. And I actually thought it was second down, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why did we run that defense?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was third down. Okay, I'm shutting up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what alcohol but, does to us, Ben. Yeah, but, but yep. I will say too, you know, after the last couple of weeks where we've given up a lot of third and long situations, like that that defense worked to tackle it the catch and, and didn't give up a lot of. I think the only third and long we gave up was that one that um, that running back caught in the first quarter before they scored their touchdown that he almost got his head taken off by Cam Hayward, but he made a nice move in space to like, we should have had him right on the sideline yeah. and he, he juked a couple guys. But other than that, I don't think they converted a lot of third and longs. Although Tannehill's not a real good downfield thrower. He likes to throw those crossing routes and throw over the middle. So, um, you know, eventually we kind of figured that out. And, and I think that's that was kind of the plan. They gave him those those over the middle throws pretty much all day. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean the but, the, the one but tried to keep it inside. Tried to yeah. keep it inside exactly. Uh, ben, do you do you think because of what Minka has been asked to do in recent weeks, has has his price gone up at all, or was it always going to be high either way? Oh, it, it's always going to be at the top of the market, regardless. I mean, yeah, the guys, what a. Four time two time all pro, all pro two, time two time all pro. I think I, in four in four years. I just this mentioned that because year, right? he, yeah. of what he's been tasked with the last several weeks, uh, it, it's been off the charts. Yeah. Okay. So do. all pro hasn't been announced this year. Right. I thought he was an all pro as a as a nickel his first year in Miami. Um, he was definitely all pro both his first two years in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he, you know, because the AP votes. For the yeah. All Pro, he was. I think he'll make he the, the All Pro team. All Pro the first year, at least it was first not? team. Not okay. not first team. Could have been second team. I'm trying okay. to go back and look. 
All right. So, um, so uh, but yeah, two two time first team All Pro. Um, they those awards haven't been given out for this season, so that right. you know could be a third. Uh, regardless, it's going to be a top of the market deal, which you know isn't that bad. It's not like we're no. you're trying to pay TJ Watt, right? But it's, it's still probably going to be, yeah, eighteen or nineteen a year. I was going to say eighteen, eighteen five. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's a nice hunk of change. What's going to be the hang up again? The holdup is going to be guaranteed money because the precedent yep. has now been set with Watt, and you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minka's a pretty damn good player. He's also on the rise as opposed to descending. Right. You know, yeah. You've got I, a young I, ascending player who's who's yep. demonstrated the fact that he can play very well um, and is going to get better. Yeah. They're going to ask for yeah. top of the market money and they're going to want a lot of it to be guaranteed fully. So, yeah. So, not, gonna, I mean, look at, look at what Justin Simmons. Yeah. Look at what Justin Simmons got in Denver. Four years, 61 million, 35 million guaranteed. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it's going to be, it's going to be more than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No doubt in my mind. Um, Pro Bowl uh, nods came out today. The Steelers had uh, TJ Watt um, and and Cam Hayward, uh, two guys I I think uh, all of us, anybody in the, in Steeler Nation would have agreed were deserving. Yeah. Um, Minka did not get uh, Pro Bowl, um, which shocks did. the shit out of me. Yeah, I, I was a little bit. I, I thought Deontay Johnson had a slight chance. Uh, he ended up. Right now, he's eighth in receptions. He's about tenth in, in receiving yards, um, which is crazy for how bad our offense is. I, it really is. Kind of it, yeah, it, I mean, it they, really, they didn't really announce is. second team guys today. Right, um, right, and, and I think know. he'll be there because you'll he get may guys, he may get it, you know, he may not. Right. Uh, and then you get guys that that won't go, just won't play. Exactly, exactly, um, because they're injured because mm-hmm. they don't feel like going to Orlando for an extra game. Right. Um, even though it is just a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, offensively, he was really the only one. I mean, I don't, I, could there be arguments for Najee Harris? Maybe, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I, mm. Nah. I think so. It'd be fun just to see him enough. play behind an actual offensive line. Right. Yeah. It'd be really fun to see him play behind a line that could block and, and actually see what he could do. But, you know, the guy's averaging like three point six yards per carry. He, it, it's not making a Pro Bowl this year. So let me – I feel like I'm just kind of pulling stuff out of a hat here today, but that really doesn't bother me. Um, Najee looked – he danced a lot Sunday. He, he didn't seem like a guy yeah. – I'm not saying he hasn't, but he, he looked like he was trying to go left, right, left, right, left, right, way more than I've seen him do, rather than just say, to hell with it, I'm hitting this hole, I'm going to get three yards. I, did you he guys looked, see any of that? Yeah, he looked a lot more indecisive than I had yeah. seen him before. Yeah, yeah. But um, – but some In of that's defense. just the inconsistent line play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the line sure. the line play was as bad as I've seen it on Sunday. I mean, it was yeah. it was really bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bud Dupree in particular, he was in that backfield all day mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. If he was not breaking up a play, he was disrupting it. Yeah. All damn day. It was a pain in the ass to watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those two defensive tackles. They, they whooped yeah. up on our guys. I mean, well, was, and 
you know, now now we've got to go into Kansas City and play Chris Jones, who who might yeah. be able to. Who's damn good? Oh, yeah. oh God, I I I don't know. This is maybe, a week. You know, I, maybe we'll get I lucky. And Dotson will come life. back and 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 Chris Jones will piss him off. And <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Dotson, he looked, you know, he didn't come out and do much during warmups, but he he looked a lot healthier. I didn't really notice much of a limp with him. Um, they they so, said they're you know, putting him on the whatever it is twenty one day return yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Activated. Today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He has uh, been so he's practicing, and and he may play this week. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I didn't think John Leglue played that bad. I I thought he was serviceable. Let's put it this way. Yes, serviceable. He he was. Of the guys that played, he may have played the best. Now, that's just saying better than bad. Mm-hmm. It's not saying he played yeah. well, but better than bad. Were, there were some performances that were just downright bad. Like Trey Turner? Line. He's been bad. Oh, Trey Turner was God. awful. Chooks, what the hell was that? And, yeah, I mean, you know, Green's had struggles all year and hopefully you know he'll learn how to use his hands on the offseason and get better at center but right now i think that's his biggest struggle is yeah you, you gotta you gotta be ready to use your hands as soon as you snap the ball you gotta be ready to go and he's not and it, it's just taking him time to learn how to do it and we talked about this you know when they drafted him four starts at center mm-hmm. out of 33 in college it's gonna take some time he's a project and assuming that just because he was a third round pick, that he's going to come in and be just as good as Pouncey. I, how? Well, and he does wear the same. Why would you believe something like that? Why would you not rationally look at, at his experience and his size and question whether or not he was going to be a good center? This blind belief that you can speak things into existence if you believe it hard enough. I don't know what the fuck. Where do the people come from? Where? Twitter. Well, you're so negative, Ben. No, I'm fucking realistic. <laughs> I'm a realist. And I'm asking you to be one. It's what Look we're at here these for. Things. We Look are at the these realist podcast. And consider them. That is all I'm asking right. you to do. Okay? Not right. saying he's going to suck. In fact, I think long-term, he'll be fine. But he wasn't ready to play this year. And the fact that Mike Tomlin said that he was NFL ready from day one, I was like, huh? What are you talking about? Pouncy? He was. Yeah. Yeah. Green? No, he's not no, NFL ready no. now. No. By the way, I, I'll take a little bit of the uh, blame for Chuke's poor performance. I did scream at him from the sidelines. I said, Chukes, row the boat. Uh, and, and he looked at me as if I was insane. Um, well, you are, so. Well, referencing his time as a Western Michigan Bronco under P.J. Fleck. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this line, I think people have to understand, it's not going to get any better now. I, it is what it is the rest of the season. Mean, they might they might have moments. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Exactly. But exactly. They might have moments. Exactly. Week, we're coming up on week 16. I, I mean, they are what they are. Hey, you uh, know, as long as we're talking about the line, let's let's talk about Andrea Clem. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a report came down today. Uh, Adam Rittenberg, I believe, big college football uh, guy from, from ESPN, said that uh, the new staff at, at Oregon, is looking at Adrian Clem, the Steelers' current offensive line coach, as a potential for the same job out there in in Oregon. Um, Why would you want to do that? Well, let's go Clem, to our Pacific Northwest correspondent Ben to see how he feels about that. <laughs> well, first of all, anyone who knows me knows I hate the Oregon Ducks, so uh-huh, uh-huh. fine. Whack. I don't give a shit. Um, 
Uh, my feeling is that the offensive line has underachieved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, how much of that is on Clem, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like they've underachieved this year. And, yeah. um, you know, if if replacing him with a more seasoned coach is the right move, then, you know, I think that's something that should happen. Um, I'm not going to blame all of it on Clem, though. It's not no. all on him. No. It's a lot of it is the talent level along that line and the lack of planning in the 2021 offseason by the Steelers front office. Sorry, they don't get a pass here. You had a 39-year-old immobile quarterback. You knew you needed to improve your running game. So what did mm-hmm. you do? You went out and drafted a stud running back and neglected your offensive line. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Well, they assumed, and as we've talked about, the DeCastro thing was a little surprising, but I think they also assumed that, that Banner was going to be available and better. I think they thought Chooks would improve. I, I think they had a lot of hopes and wishes is what they had. And as you hope, all know, hope, hope and wishes is not a is strategy. Not a, exactly. Hope is not a strategy. It's not. You know that. We know that. Why the hell didn't the Pittsburgh Steelers front office know that? That's the real question. Um, I mean, I honestly, I, I would have been happy – Bringing back Kelvin Beecham, yes, play left tackle, yes, you know, serviceable guy. He's not going to yep. cost you a lot of money. He's not a nope. stud, but he's a, a good left tackle. And drafting Creed Humphrey, and I know they wouldn't have gotten um, Fryermuth. That that wouldn't have happened, but they would have had a solid foundation to that unit. Instead, what they have is a shaky, shitty foundation to that unit and when you build a house on a bad foundation the house is going to fall in and that's what's going on with the line that's what yeah. that's what's going on with that I, unit excuse me with the offense and it's i, just, I they're don't not yeah they suck i don't disagree i i think to put all this on clem is not fair to him uh um, i agree you know it, it, would i like to see a veteran or more experienced offensive line coach come in yes i would yeah yep. i would but I'm not saying that this entire debacle has been on him by any stretch. Um, so I, I, you know, we'll just leave it at that. Again, this has all been, uh, uh, I don't want to say rumor, but it sounds like, you know, Rittenberg got a report, heard something from somebody, the name came up and he went with it. So um, hard to say uh, three weeks left in, in the regular season here in the NFL. Right. So we might not know until then. Um, I do want to remind My question yeah. is, I mean, unless you're, unless you're, on the rocks, you're reeling, you're on the hot seat in Pittsburgh. Why would you want to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers to go coach for the fucking Oregon Ducks? Clem Why? does have college experience. I believe he was at UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know either. I, I don't know either. Um, I, I I think Mike Tomlin said it best. You know, why would I want to leave this one of the premier jobs in all of sport to coach college? I, I you know, and I I agree. Uh, the SCB Steelers podcast is presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Deck serves Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condos. Contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Uh, happy, uh, or excuse me, happy holidays and Merry Christmas to all the folks down there at Deck Roofing who I'm sure are probably sitting around the deck bar right now enjoying frosty beverages bar. 
for us, oh, that's what it's called. It's called the deck bar, and it's a beaut. TV's everywhere, uh, and beer's plenty. and I'm sure they're watching some horrendous bowl game right now. But, hey, somebody's got to. Um, Pat Fryermuth, you brought him up momentarily or moments ago, Ben. Uh, Ian, your concern level, he's now on concussion number two in his rookie season. You getting concerned at all? I was really concerned with that hit that he took because he, yeah. I mean, that was possibly like a double concussion in one play. Because, I mean, yeah. the, the first hit that he took, he was like stunned on his feet. Like he mm-hmm. was just standing there. He didn't move at all. And then he got hit again and his head kind of bounced off the turf. So, like, that has like different sport. But thinking back to when Sidney Crosby got hurt, right? Yeah. That, and had that concussion was out for so long that he got hit from behind and, you know, basically kind of had like a double concussion that, mm-hmm. you know, his, his head bounced around so much that his brain kind of bounced off both sides. And that's, yeah. you know, it took him so long to come back that, you know, when he was down after that play, I was, I was really worried that it was, it was something worse, but he was able to walk off the field. So, you know, those are, those are the kind of things though, that you, you never know, you know, how they play out. They have protocols, all that, but those are things that later in life can really come back to, to make things rough on you too. Right. And as a, as a young guy, I mean, you know, he's tough as nails. I mean, he goes yeah. in there, he blocks hard. He, you know, he, he takes on tacklers. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, it's kind of a facet of how he plays the game too. The, the one that happened this week was not his fault at all. It wasn't, you know, no, he, no. he got blindsided by that defensive back. Um, yeah, that was bullshit. But, I don't know why that was not yeah. a called flag. Well, that was not, they a did flag. flag it. They, they did, did flag it. Yes. Yeah, the fact. They, Once he got off the they field, did, the flag came they out. did flag it yeah. after the fact. What they they look at the replay, oh, yeah. which is yep. that's bullshit too. You yeah, throw yeah. that flag real time. You don't wait. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad they got it, but you're right. I would much rather if, you, if you're going to throw that one that they threw on Minka uh, in the end zone a week or two. That was ago, horse shit. I, yeah. I mean, that was in real time, and that was ridiculously awful. I mean, then then what was the problem here? Um, you could see though, and 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 believe me, you guys know when when when. Players take shots like that. Their teammates know. Ben was yeah. one of the first guys over to him um, when he when he was down on the ground and he he looked over at 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 the training staff like, "Hey, get your asses in here." Yeah. Um, and I, I just you know he was walking towards us um, to the tent area, and he didn't even go to the tent. They took him straight down uh, the steps there uh, behind the bench, and and that's kind of when most of us knew, yeah, he's not coming yeah. back. Um, I, I just yeah. hope I, I hope that young man thinks long and hard about it. I, I I will not say one word one way or the other. I don't have any reason to believe he won't be back in uniform as soon as he's cleared. But two concussions in your rookie season, uh, you can't just dismiss it. Well, yeah. and the fact that he didn't practice today at right. all, so right. they're they're not he's not far enough along in the protocol to go through practice to to do the testing to see if he can get back to baseline to play. So that, that doesn't bode well for this week. No. And after his first concussion, he did practice the yeah, following, he practiced the following uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So definitely something to, uh, to keep an eye on there. Um, go back over to uh, the defensive side uh, a little bit. Um, one guy I thought did a, a nice job. I'm not going to, uh, you know, throw too many superlatives or anything like that. But I thought Isaiah Loudermilk did a decent job, especially moving right and left. Um, I, I think he struggles when it's coming straight at him. 
But man, he strung out some plays really nice on those on those wide zone plays. Uh, made some tackles, got guys in position to make tackles, and um, and that's tough because those guys are getting held every freaking play. I, I don't. That's something I noticed from where I was, but I, I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought Davis played acceptably well too in his handful of snaps. Um, he didn't play a t- Carlos Davis didn't play a ton yeah. of snaps, but he was he was okay too. Um, but yeah, I think. I thought a lot of has been like fairly decent all year. He was a guy who a lot of people were surprised when we drafted, when we traded mm-hmm. a pick to, you know, get back into the fifth round and draft him. But he's been a lot better than I think a lot of people thought he would be, which, you know, people thought it was going to be nothing. And he's been right. okay. I think serviceable is the right word there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's a serviceable backup, which is, um, you know, kind of like what we thought Chris Wormley was, was a serviceable backup who's now been forced into a starting role. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I wouldn't trust Loudermilk in a starting role right now, but, you know, no. maybe a year or no. two down the line, right. uh, you know, maybe maybe you have something there kind of depending on what happens with Stefan to it, too. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, but I think I think he's. He's been about what I would expect for a rookie fifth round pick. Yeah, yeah he's been yeah. he's been serviceable. When was Davis's last game action, by the way? Oh boy! I mean, Pre-season it's been maybe. I think he got put on I, IR like right at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, it was very early. Um, but yeah, I was glad to see him out there as well. Um, ben, what what stood out for you just watching the defense? Obviously, they they created turnovers and stuff. Um, anything stand out for you? Uh, opportunism. You know, in in the yeah. defensive back field in particular, um, uh, Taco Charlton I think is a serviceable backup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't he's know a why large human being. I did not realize I, how big he was. Yeah, Very I don't long. know why Derek yeah. Tuska's out snapping him. That to me is fucking ridiculous. Uh, Tuska is an empty uniform as far as I'm concerned. Um, he did come close to a sack on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it is an NFL game, so. He's obviously not in an empty uniform, but he just doesn't do much for me. Um, Loudermilk, you know, as you guys pointed out, I think he's going to be a good player. I, mm-hmm. I think when when he gets thicker, stronger, he's going to be a good player. And and they were right, you know. I'll admit that I I thought it was a terrible trade. I was yeah. like, they traded what? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I think know. they that traded was, a four, yeah. they traded a fourth next year to take him yeah. this year. Yep. Um, he's twenty four, so. You know, he's an older guy, but he's still young enough that he can he can fill out, mm-hmm. you know, and become that that stronger player that you need him to be at that, at that spot and, and be better at the point of attack, which is, I think, kind of the weakness in his game right now. I agree with you when you say that he's he's better at moving laterally and filling gaps mm-hmm. than he is when the play is coming right at him. Um. But yeah, you know that'll improve with time here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Davis... One other thing I'll say on the defense. Sorry, Ben, to cut you off, but you know I know that Highsmith and Watt are both nursing injuries. They want to rotate those guys. They yeah. want to rotate the defensive line a little bit. But there was a number of snaps that I noticed where zero out of Watt, Highsmith, and Cam Hayward were on the field, and I was like, this should never happen. Where all three of them are all off the field at the same point in time. Like they got to, unless there's an injury, which obviously changes things, but like figure out your rotation. So you at least yeah. have like, you know, one or two of those three on the field at a time. Yeah. 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 I'm with you, Ian. I, I, I don't need to add and, anything and to we, that. We got 
you know, we got pretty lucky in the situations, in my opinion, where they were all three off the field and, mm-hmm. and usually it only, only lasted a snap. But yeah, that's just, I agree with you. That's something you don't want to see. You, you need to have linebacker coaches and defensive line coaches talking about the rotations. Yeah. So that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Cause if, if you're, you know, front four or five is going to be like Taco Charlton, Henry Mondo, uh, <laughs> Isaiah Loudermilk, and Derek Tuska, you're probably going to get run on a little bit. With especially with you know Devin Bush and Robert Spillane behind them sometimes. Well, or, it's not know. just that with a, with an offensive line as good as Tennessee's. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those dudes were firing off the ball. Yeah, I mean, they those, were, that, that's a good line. That's real a real good, really yeah. good line, especially with a run. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's I that's had... what they're built to do. Um, you know, I think we all like Joe Hayden a ton. Um, yeah, and obviously he made a couple of huge plays. His presence was was immense. Um, being that we are realists, I would, uh, be, uh, remiss if I didn't mention he got absolutely torched, uh, on one play in particular, which ended up being an incomplete pass, but that happens. Um, but at the same time, I, I just, I can't get over how important he is to this defense. Um, I mean, Ian, what, what did you pick up on just having him on the field Sunday? I mean, Right now, he's our second highest paid player, and you need yeah. your second highest paid player to be on the field, right? For you, you know, it's that thing where your best ability is your availability. Sometimes, Absolutely. and you need you you want in in a salary cap league like the NFL, you need the guys that you're spending the money mm-hmm. on to get second out there. Highest cap hit, yeah, second highest cap hit, I guess technically. Okay, so not the second but, highest paid player. Yeah, because you'd have well, Watt. And well, you got Cam. Watt and, and Cam. Yeah, yeah but I, I get, yeah, but Watt's salary this year is just $1 million because of his. Oh, that's true. Because of his, his gigantic signing bonus. signing bonus. Right. Yeah. Large, so, large yeah. signing bonus. Large. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, right? What I'm saying is the guys you're paying, you need them to get out there and perform. Yeah. And Hayden got out there and performed. And. You know, he had missed a bunch of games and and it hurt. And mm-hmm. the other thing that having Hayden out there does is it enables you to to bump back the other guys. Then you don't have Cam Sutton on a number one and either Pierre or Witherspoon or whoever on the number two. And then who knows, like Trey Norwood in the slot. You know, everything else kind of fills out from there, too, that you can have Cam Sutton on their number two receiver. You can have um, – it just allows you to do more things in the secondary, too um with with how you match up guys so yeah i mean hayden absolutely showed his worth and you know it was great to see him back out there great to see him making plays between the the other thing i noticed about hayden too is it makes a big difference in the run game that he really sticks his nose in there off the edge and he made a couple tackles on those outside zone runs um you know to to kind of prevent a much bigger Mm -hmm. gain that those were and, and there were a couple of plays I was like those were plays that Joe Hayden just made that weren't being made previously yep. by the other defense no that's great by point. the other cornerbacks yep no nope. and you I, know who I was agree. really good at that was Ike Taylor Ike Taylor was a great run defender off the off the corner came in yep. very low yes <laughs> yeah um yeah you know what what you think Ben about Arthur Millette Sunday eh, some good. Yeah, some, I, I mean, I'm not he's so like, good. He's like a little bit better each week, a little bit. I mean, he's he's not the best yeah. slot guy we're ever going to have, but I, I think he's doing some things. You know, uh, I don't trust him covering very well. I'll be honest. 
I um, he's okay. You know. I you know I think they need to draft a corner. And yeah, I agree. I, it's got to be think, on the priority you know, list. They they yeah. it, you know they've got the flexibility. I'd sign one in free agency. Well, yeah, they've got the flexibility though, history, yeah. of uh, of signing one or drafting one, mm-hmm. um, and they could they could bring in either a nickel corner or a boundary corner because you can always move Sutton to the nickel mm-hmm. if you need to, and and you know you're okay. Um, he's not ideal as a nickel player because he's not super physical, but man, can he cover in the field? Right. And he's smart. He helps the the other defensive backs get set. So it wouldn't be terrible to have him in the middle of the field, kind of directing traffic. Right. The um, other thing they've done with Sutton is there's times they've lined him up in the slot and then dropped him all the way back to the free safety spot to allow Minkic to come up and kind of play that robber role. So. Um, you know, they, they're able to do more with Sutton when Hayden's in the game, too. Um, would you guys bring back Witherspoon? Yes. I agree. But I would not play him at slot ever again. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no God, no. no. That, he's just – that's just not his spot. Yeah. He's a he's a boundary guy yeah. only. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I that I agree with. Yeah, yeah 100%. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I wanted to just throw out there, too, of course, we are uh, very pleased to be part of the Pigskin Podcast Network who uh, is uh, backed by DraftKings. And we all know about DraftKings, but in case you don't, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet a dollar on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official spreading, spreading? betting partner. Of the Spreading NFL. Jeez. Oh, man. Must be on Hopefully vacation. no one took that bet on the Buccaneers last week. Oh, my goodness. What were they favored by? And uh, put up a goose egg. Holy cow. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, actually, was. I didn't mind it. You know, and, and let me just say this, uh, Tom Brady. I don't think anybody would deny his greatness, great competitor, all these things. He's one of the worst losers of all time. Yeah. yeah, I mean the behavior is just awful. It's awful. He must have been really bad as a little kid playing. You know what Don Shula shit. said about good losers? What's that? You show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. It, yeah, no, that's and, and I, look. If he was my guy, I'd love him. I mean, let, let's face it. But, you know who was an infamously you know. terrible fucking loser? Uh, Joe mean Green. Joe. Mean Joe. Joe, Joe Green losing. Yeah, he was awful. Like he would. When he knew he was losing games, he would pick fights during the game with the opposing team. Yeah. No, he was. He was. Kick people when they were down. All kinds of, I mean, infamously bad loser. He hated it. And when Mm -hmm. he lost, he would take it out on his teammates. If they weren't going to be ready to practice, not to even show up. No, there's great (laughs) stories about him. Um, And that's true. That's true. Um we are looking at the potential and I think tomorrow would have to be probably the day, but COVID is hitting the Kansas city chiefs and it has now started to affect the Steelers a little bit. Um, Zach Banner, um, Devin Bush. And uh, who was the third member? Uh, Was there a third? I normally didn't practice, but that was because it it wasn't, wasn't, Um, Oh God, I'm drawing a blank. I'll find it before we leave. But there was a third member. I tweeted this today. Now you did. Marcus <laughs> Allen. Did you say Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Allen. Allen? It was Marcus it. Allen. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Oh, man. So um, so two linebackers, Allen yeah. and Bush. 
And then, yeah, uh, Zach Banner, who, you know, yeah. isn't playing a significant role in the no. offense right now anyway, so it's not really that big a deal. But two uh, linebackers going out. Right. And the, the Chiefs are dealing. Deal. They've got Kelsey. They've got Tyreek Hill plus about 11 Chiefs other guys. Have, uh, I want to say they have 10 guys total. They did not have any positives today. Today. Uh, which was good, which is good. Um, but I, I think we all know that if the name Patrick Mahomes were to pop up, <laughs> that, that game's getting moved to like the, Tahiti at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. You guys and... speaking this shit out loud is really not encouraging. Okay. Well, I, number it one is what it is. I'm number one from it. The no. NFL is diluting the quality of their product and putting this, the players' safety at risk by moving these games around. Because what they're doing is they're shortening the time between games, yeah, like they did to the Steelers last year. Exactly. When the Steelers, when the Steelers played three games in twelve days, which mm-hmm. was total bullshit. W- which okay? is why I can see it happening again. Yeah. Total bullshit. The precedence there. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Second, yeah. the yeah. Steelers' next two games are divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. I do not want this game moved in any form or fashion. I don't care. Who, I don't care who goes out. I don't care if Ben gets the Rona again. I don't care. At this point, the Steelers need to go through and play the schedule as scheduled. These mm-hmm. next three games are super important. Yep. But if you lose one, you still got two more. You still got a chance. If you move this to Tuesday and you got to play the Browns on a short week when they've had all week to recover, yep. that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And then it, it puts Steelers players at risk because they don't have time to recover between games. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of them moving these fucking games around. At no, all. I, I'm not any team. I don't give a shit who's out. Nope. Go with who you got. Nope. I, well, I remember too, they made the Broncos play with a wide receiver at quarterback. Last yeah. Year. Right. Oh, oh Maggie doesn't like that either. She is not happy. I Maybe. can't blame you, Maggie, one bit. Uh, I, I know. And that's, you know, that, that that's a part of it that's frustrating too. When you see one team being forced to do this, another team getting the opportunity to get guys back, play the games. Um, play the you games. S- you said play you were going to do that at the with beginning the guys of the year. Yep. you have. Yep. You said you were going to do it at the beginning of the year. Then they went play back the on it and changed it. And, no more postponements. And no. And now here we are. Uh, and that's that's just been ridiculously uh, frustrating in that regard. Um, let's see here. Uh, you know, Boswell, uh, four, four out of five. He tried the one real long one there at the end of the half. But uh, – Sometimes I just wonder where this team would be without that guy. Um, I Look, Justin Tucker is an amazing kicker. He got the Pro Bowl nod. I, I thought Boswell was very deserving. But, um, I, you know, I'll just take the fact I mean, they're, that they're he's both very good kickers. They are. Um, they Tucker's are. range is just a little bit yes. longer. It, yes, that's, it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Tucker was deserving of the nod. Um, if Tucker yeah. wasn't a player in this league, yeah, I would say Boswell's the guy, yeah. but he, but unfortunately Tucker is. So no. Um, while we're talking about guys that, uh, use their foot, uh, Presley Harvin, um, my goodness, yeah. uh, feast or famine. And, and, you know, we then found out afterwards that his right. dad is in a very, very bad way. Health wise. Terminally um, ill. Yeah. Finally made, uh, got the opportunity to be at the game. And, um, look, I, I am not in any way, shape, or form making an excuse for, for Presley Harvin. But um, you got to wonder if that doesn't weigh on this kid's mind and his I mean, ability. wouldn't it you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, and it doesn't matter what I do for a living or what he does for a living. It right. would have to weigh on my mind. And I, I really hope in a weird way, that's probably not the right way of saying that, but maybe that's what it's been. Maybe his inconsistency is in part due to the fact that, that his father's dying yeah. and uh, far be it from me or anybody else to tell this kid how to feel. And uh, I, I thought Mike Tomlin yesterday in his way was kind of saying that by we're sticking with this kid. You know, we're going to yeah. ride it out. Um, right. And and so I thought that was good. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean he's suddenly going to punt better. But at the same time, maybe those words of reinforcement will help. I, I don't know. His uh, Watching him punt, though, I got to tell you, you don't use the term fun when you watch punters too often. But my God, that guy has a freaking cannon for a leg. When he gets it, it is gone. I mean, it, it you it's just it's like a gunshot. Um, and unfortunately when he doesn't get it, you know, it right away too. Um, and, and, uh, but you know, again, I, I wish best for him and his family and certainly his dad and stuff. Uh, yeah. And and that's just it with the consistency. Like, like you said, not, not only does he have a, a can, I mean, he, he boomed a couple kicks, but then he shanked a couple other ones. I mean, he Mm -hmm. had two that were shorter than 35 yards, Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, we've seen him this year not only be able to crush the ball, but also be able to put some really good spin on it and like stick it inside the five yard line. Mm-hmm. Like he's got the, he's got the skills. He's just not consistent with it. And yeah. it's the, it's the consistency that's maddening. Yeah, no, I I'm right with you. And I think we, we could feel that watching games. We could feel it in the stadium. It's just, uh, it's frustrating yeah. um, for, for sure. Uh, guys, uh, if, if all things hold true and we play this game on, on Sunday uh, against the Chiefs, um, we know what we're dealing with. This is a team that is playing really, really well right now. Um, and they started three and four and uh, have now won seven straight. Um, uh-huh. You know, it, it, it's going to be a tough task. There's no question. Um, ben, what can the Steelers do to, at the very least, make this a ball game? Two things. Protect the ball. Because the the Chiefs' defense has been opportunistic, so protect the ball. Ball security is going to be really important. And start faster. Start faster. Just, you know, what you've been doing in the fourth quarter, do that in the first first. quarter. You know, don't don't come out and and follow this script and then just figure, ah, screw it, we're just going to let Ben call plays. Just let Ben call plays. Mm -hmm. Or, Or go out and script 10 or 12 plays and see what the defense does, and then let Ben call plays. You know, because then Ben can, based upon those previous 12 plays, diagnose what the defense is going to do when he does this. And to me, they've just got to start faster. That's that's the biggest thing. However, I mean, I, you know, I said this last week. I, I said they're going to beat the Titans. They're going to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they beat one down, one more to go. Um and you don't you don't recall the rest of my prediction. Yeah, yeah we I won't do. go there. <laughs> if we're not going to speak any of this COVID <laughs> stuff into existence, you're not going to speak any of that into existence. So, I think they're going to find a way to win this week. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be impressive, but they're going to find a way. And you know, the other part of it is teams like the Chiefs historically always dump one late season. And it kind of writes the ship. You know, you've seen it happen with the Steelers where they mm-hmm. lose a game in December because maybe they're taking the opponent lightly or maybe they right. didn't come in 
you know, fully focused on the, the task at hand and they take a shit, shit the bed. And, uh, you know, they, it, it, it makes them better. That mm-hmm. loss makes them better. And, mm-hmm. and I, part of it is just instinct. And part of it is the fact that the Steelers have beaten three of the four teams that beat the chiefs already. It's good. good and point. I think they should have beaten the chargers if they had played before the fourth quarter. They would have beaten the damn Chargers. They didn't decide mm-hmm. to start playing until the fourth quarter. It's like, when are you guys going to put together a game? And I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know that they will. No, at all this season. And I, no. that's not entirely true. Um, I thought that, that the defense and the special teams played very, very well versus Buffalo. The mm-hmm. offense didn't. The offense no. was shit. No, but no. you know. If we can, if we can get at least two phases to play very well for an entire game, mm-hmm. and preferably one of those guys, one of those teams, those units rather, is the uh, the offense, and they're sustaining drives, keeping the Chiefs' offense off the damn field. If we keep this thing close, what was it, thirteen three at one point at halftime on yeah. Sunday? Yeah, yeah. And I looked at my Shut buddy, and I'm like, second half, it's close enough. We're not down by twenty nine. We can win this. And yep. he looks at me. He's like, what? I'm like, dude, yep. you're down by 30 points at halftime last week. We were done. We were toast. We couldn't come back. The margin was too great. Even the rally that Ben always has in the fourth quarter, it didn't make a difference. In this game, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, what do you need to see this week? Anything it's, different? You're not going to keep Patrick Mahomes down for the whole game. So you got to score points. But – at the same time, you can't be stupid about your, you know, going forward on fourth downs when you have field goal opportunities, right? That we saw the Chargers last week pass up two field goal opportunities, actually three, three field three. goal opportunities, yeah, and trying to go for it on fourth downs and they missed all three, and, and that game I, went to overtime, and the game went to overtime. And I know what the analytics say about <laughs> expected points and all that, but nevertheless, like points on the board always helps you. So yeah, yeah. It, and there there was a lot of talk yeah. about that after the fact because that the chief, the Chargers head coach is big on analytics. Yeah, and that's why he made the decision that he made. Yeah, and when you you lean on analytics and then you lose, people are going to criticize you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, the way it is. And it's people one of those who are where... used to conventional football are going to go, "You fucking idiot! If you got yep. two of those right. field goals, you would have won easily." Yep. Right. It's it's results over process. Right. Right. That, you know, you can make a good process-oriented decision based on the data, but if you don't get the results, then you know it's the, the results matter. So, right? Yeah, it's it, and I think Ben's right. You got to score points, right? It's you got to you got to put points on the board when you can, where you can, as much as you can. Um, yeah. So it's and, and I get yeah. Tomlin too. You know, where he's like, we have the momentum. I'm going for it here because we have the momentum. Yeah. We've got these, and he's playing the whole emotional, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, card where you've got guys on their heels, and you're thinking to yourself, they're going to think too hard about this, they're going to screw it up, and we're going to take advantage of it. We're going to do this right now. We're going for it, and I get it. Cower used to do that too, and sometimes he was yeah. right, yeah. sometimes he was wrong, but he did it too. Did the same damn thing. So I'm not going to, you know, people loved Cower and want him to come back now. Um, you know, and criticize your shit out of Tomlin. They're they're very similar coaches. They really are. A lot of ways. Yeah. 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 
so Ben, what's your score then on uh, Sunday? You think the Steelers are going to pull this out? So what do you got? What's your numbers? Uh, Steelers 27, Chiefs 24. Woo! That's a barn burner in that late Sunday window. What do you got, Ian? Yeah, I'm not as confident as <laughs> Ben is on this one. Uh, well, I you're wrong. Fine, you <laughs> yeah. have the right to be. I, I think I'm going to say Chiefs 27, Steelers 20, with the caveat that that's assuming um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey play. That if they don't play, the rest of their receiving core is not that good. Um, so that's that's my caveat. If if yeah, Kelsey and, and Hill play, that and COVID exhaustion is a real thing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I I'm I, leaning. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we can. We Mahomes is going to move the ball on us, and they're going to get points. And I just I don't know if our offense can score enough to keep up with them. So, well, yeah. the, we'll the nice thing about playing Andy Reid is you always hope Philadelphia Andy Reid shows up, you know, the one where he should run the ball a lot yeah, and doesn't. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I'm hoping maybe that's what happens and he gets a little crazy with the passing <laughs> game because uh, Lord or, knows everybody should run on us. Or they get into a little bit of a hole and, and yeah. he figures he's got to pass. Mm-hmm. I got to pass because mm-hmm. he's got to score some points. I'm yep. not staying on schedule. Yeah. Not so much a hole, but it's like, we're not staying on schedule. You know, we've only we only scored nine points, and it's the beginning of the third quarter. we got to score more points. I'm going to throw the ball. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. When yeah, they should run. I uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think Kansas City is just a better, more consistent football team. I'll, I'll take them uh, 28-20. But, okay. you know, again. You have the right I, to be wrong, too. It's fine. I, I do, which I'm wrong quite often. But And it's uh, not like I don't yeah. point it out to you guys when you both are. I really you, enjoy it. You, you do that. I don't I know if you've notice. noticed that. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. noticed that. It's truly incredible. I mean, me enjoying it. I know you've noticed right, me pointing right. it out. But oh, yeah. yeah. Me enjoying it when you're both wrong. It's wonderful. Uh, anyway, hey, we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All of that good stuff that comes with this time of year. Um, and uh, please make sure you check out our online store for tremendous scb swag we've got some new stuff up there it's at dc4lcustomtees.com check that out and of course check the website out at steelcityblitz.com on twitter at scblitz and facebook and instagram and everywhere else and uh so that is going to be it for us and uh hopefully the steelers will play well and maybe sneak a w out of uh, kansas city along with perhaps a little bit of barbecue sauce as well so uh, oh barbecue sauce kansas city that's a big thing uh anyway for these two this is steel dead signing off on the scb steelers podcast presented by deck roofing incorporated of south florida and hey go steelers ravens suck